When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown! Jones has just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent route. He'll hit immediately. He's got the handoff. You know who that's? From the playlikeajet.com digital studio This is Play Like a Jet, my name is Scott Mason You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1 And it is time to talk 2022 NFL Draft With a man who is the godfather of college football recruiting And a multiple time guest on this show Always enjoy talking to him about the draft Picking his brain about what the Jets should do And prospects in general Glad to have Mike Farrell back on Mike, what's going on man? Not much. You know, launching my own thing, MikeFarrellSports.com. So I'm going to be doing more draft stuff than I ever have before, as well as the high school and the college football stuff. So this will be interesting to see what happens with two picks in the first round for the Jets. And uh, let's hope they don't screw this up. <laughs> That's always the hope. They've got two picks early in the second round, too. We'll talk about that. And there are numerous directions the Jets could go because, Mike, as you were joking before we started recording, the Jets have positional needs everywhere. So if they see a good player, odds are they're going to have some sort of need for him. So it's just a matter of who's the best fit, who's the best player on the board, and positional value and all that. And let's start with edge rusher because this is a position that the Jets haven't been able to fix in 15 years. Talked about it over and over again, but the last real star edge rusher that the Jets had was John Abraham. And again, that was a long time ago. Now we go into this draft. The Jets have the fourth pick, the 10th pick, 35, 38, 69, a couple of picks in the fourth and the fifth as well. They should be able to land an edge rusher here, whether it's at four or later on. 
tell me about some of the guys that you like in this edge class and are there any of them that you would strongly consider if they're on the board at number four or even number 10? Yeah, I mean, you assume that the big three to me, uh, you know, and I've got Trayvon Walker, number one, and everybody says, well, you know, he doesn't have the stats of Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, but he plays the the run as well as Hutchinson better than Thibodeau. And, you know, he's just starting to scratch the surface of his ability, 6'5", 272. I would take him if he was available at four. Hutchinson, I would take if he's available at four. He might go to number two with the Lions um, or number three with the Texans or even number one overall. Uh, and then, you know, the third one's Thibodeau, and there's a lot of mixed reviews as to, you know, whether or not he's a guy who loves football and all this other stuff. But, you know, I will say he had an ankle injury last year. He could have shut it down. He came back and played. And we've seen guys, you know, shut it down in college football for any reason possible. Um, so four is, is I would probably take an edge at four. Um, the only other position I would touch there is offensive tackle. You know, I mean, you got Evan Neal and Ike Mugwanu if they both fall there, but they addressed that already. And, and I don't think you want to do that back to back. So everybody has Kyle Hamilton. Well, not everybody. Everybody had Kyle Hamilton sort of mocked to the Jets because of the safety needs. But I can tell you this, I don't, I don't think they're ever going to take a safety in the top four. So I would say edge, uh, whichever one they like the best and, and who's available there for. Any other edge rushers that you like if they don't grab one at four, whether it's at 10 or even later on, say 35, 38? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I like Jermaine Johnson a lot from Florida State. Um, depends on how much you love him. You know, I mean, he's one of those guys that transferred from Georgia, went to Florida State, was absolutely outstanding. Um, and his film, you just you fall in love with him the more you watch his film. Now, a lot of people don't have him projected in the top 10, and some might consider it a reach to grab him at 10. But let's say they go – you know, corner at four, um, he wouldn't be a bad pick at 10. I think after that, you're sort of reaching, you know, George Karloftis at Purdue going to go in the first round more likely than not. Um, and then you're getting into your second round where you get two early picks. I think you can get a boy Mafe or, um, you know, somebody like that who has upside little, you know, unrefined on the edge. Um, but that's kind of what I would do is, you know, David Ajabo, another one from Michigan. I would wait. Uh, if you don't address it at four, I'd probably wait until the second round and get a Ibatike at Penn State or Ajabo at Michigan, um, you know, or, or Mafe at Minnesota or pray that Jermaine Johnson drops out of the first round, which I can't imagine happening. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. You mentioned cornerback. Let's talk about that. And safety, too, since you brought up Kyle Hamilton. The Jets definitely have needs in that secondary. Now, they did go out and get Jordan Whitehead to play strong safety. And they signed EJ Reed at corner. But we know that Bryce Hall and Brandon Eccles are not necessarily locked in as starters at cornerback. And at free safety, they've got 32-year-old LaMarcus Joyner, who's coming off a major injury. So clearly they could upgrade there. He's a placeholder, if anything. What do you think about the safety and cornerback groups here? I know you said you wouldn't take Kyle Hamilton at number four. I wouldn't either. But if he's there at 10, especially if they get an edge rusher at four, I would strongly consider that. And as far as corner goes... They could go with somebody like Sauce Gardner at four, or if somehow he slips to 10. If not, maybe they grab a pass rusher at four and come back and get a cornerback either at 10 or 35 or 38, whether that's somebody like Trent McDuffie, Derek Stingley Jr., Andrew Booth. Who are some of the guys you like there that you might consider at four, at 10, or 35, 38, or even somewhere in the mid-rounds there? Who are guys that... Maybe there are some sleepers that we could sink our teeth into as well if the Jets don't go corner or safety early. I think you can get a safety in the second round. I, I would wait. Um, Kyle Hamilton, uh, you know, listen, on film, tremendous closing ability, great range, great length, good size. Everybody's concerned about the four, five, nine at the combine. Now, you know, potential reported for seven. I don't know if that's accurate or not, um, but he's not as fast as we thought. Um, on the field, he looks that way. But that time is going to knock him down. So if you do take him at, at 10, you know, you can't take him at four. If you take him at 10, you're going to be under a little bit of scrutiny uh, if he doesn't pan out. The safest bet would be to go corner high. Uh, Sauce Gardner, to me, and Derek Stingley are the two guys that are top 10 values at corner. Um, and then you can perhaps address safety in the second round. Hamilton won't be there, but, you know, Dax Hill at Michigan. Lewis Sign, who I absolutely love, uh, a huge hitter for Georgia um, and a very physical, physical kid. Jaquan Brisker, another physical kid at Penn State. Uh, Jalen Petre at Baylor. Those are all second-round grades, and I think you could address that need at the top of the second round if you wanted to. So, so many good options here. Um, I wouldn't go anybody but Sauce or Stingley at 10. And if you want Sauce, you probably got to go for it. Um, so the strategy could be here for the Jets to grab a corner at four and then see who's left at 10 out of the edge. Um, and, and, you know, again, other positional needs are always there for the Jets. They, they need everything. You know, uh, you go linebacker at 10. It's a little high. It's not a great linebacker group, but, man, they have so many defensive needs. I think that's where the focus is going to be in the first two picks and then perhaps the second two picks. 
The Jets need an edge rusher. They need help in the secondary, but they could also use some help at linebacker and even on the interior defensive line. Now, I don't know if any Jets fan has the stomach for the Jets picking an interior defensive lineman at number four or number 10 because they've invested so heavily there over the last bunch of years, but they do still need some help there, especially to help stop the run. The run defense was terrible last year. Jordan Whitehead should help with that, but they need to get some better play out of the interior defensive line against the run. And then at linebacker, they've got C.J. Mosley, who we know is good, but he's only likely here for another year. And then at the price that he's getting paid, he's probably going to be gone. Beyond that, they've got Quincy Williams and a couple of guys they picked late in the draft last year. So nobody established really besides Mosley, who's only a short-term solution. Who are some of the linebackers you like here and maybe some interior defensive linemen, maybe not guys that would be picked at four or ten, but second round, third round, or even the fourth or fifth? There's just one interior guy and one linebacker I would take at ten. Um, you know, and, and I think it's not a reach for either of them. Devin Lloyd at Utah is my number one linebacker. Now, he didn't test great. He didn't test bad. I didn't expect him to test, but he's long. He rushed the passer. Uh, he, he's good in coverage, and he's just a heck of a, a downhill ball player. Um, you know, he could be projected in that 10 to 15 range. I mean, he's the top linebacker to me. Nicobe Dean, too small for me to go anywhere 4 and 10, and someone's probably going to grab him up late in the first round. And then interior linemen, I mean, I, I wouldn't be against Jordan Davis if I'm a Jets fan. I mean, it's he's projected in the 12 to 20 range or so, but he's a freak. He's six, six, three fifty. We saw what he did at the combine run in a four, eight. And, um, you know, he, he, he's just a guy that's going to free up people, but it also has proven that he can chase. Um, but those are two weak positions. Uh, well, not, I mean, de- interior defensive line isn't weak. It's just not top 10. You know, Devontae Wyatt from Georgia is also very, very good. I like Marion Winfrey from Oklahoma. He's very, very good, but not top 10. So it would be Davis to me or um, Devin Lloyd. And then when you get into the second round, you know, if you're, if you're looking for an interior guy, Travis Jones from UConn is massive, 6'5", 333. Um, he could be a guy that you look at if you really want to address that at that stage. Linebacker, again, it's such a weak group. I wouldn't touch it. I wouldn't touch it in the second round. I would try to get a Christian Harris from Alabama in the third round if I could. Um, you know, they have a, the 69th pick overall. Damon Clark could fall there at LSU. Um, but, you know, really, to me, those two valuable second-round picks, you don't want to touch linebacker. Um, you don't address it till the third round unless you go Devin Lloyd in one of those, you know, in that 10 spot. And then the interior – you can always address that later as well. Um, but like I said, you can't wait around for a Travis Jones um, or some of these other big guys. So if they're going to address that, if it's not Jordan Davis, then wait till the second round and get a Perry and Winfrey, the Marvin Leal from Texas A&M um, or, you know, the big kid from UConn and, and take it from there. We know that Joe Douglas, the Jets general manager, is big on building in the trenches. We talked about the defensive trenches, so now let's talk about the offensive trenches. You mentioned Evan Neal and Ike Mekwanu. Most likely those are the only two offensive linemen who would be picked in the top 10, although anything crazy could happen, I suppose. 
But beyond them, the Jets are definitely going to need to invest in the offensive line because at center, you've got Connor McGovern, but he's on the final year of his contract and he's coming off of an injury. And at tackle, George Fant coming off an injury, going into the final year of his deal. Makai Becton coming off of an injury. So I'm not sure that the Jets want to invest at number four and number 10 on the offensive line, but certainly they're going to be looking to add pieces there throughout the draft. Who are some of the guys that you like that the Jets could be targeting beyond the first round? And if you were Joe Douglas, even though they seem to, on paper at least, be set for 2022 on the offensive line, is there anybody you would consider at number four or number 10? And remember, Mike, we talked about this. The Jets have a ton of needs, so it's possible that anybody you pick, as good as they are, and for as useful as they could be in the long term, might not start right away. So that's got to be a consideration, too. Well, if he falls to four, I would take Evan Neal. I think he's the best player in this draft. I don't think he's going to fall to four. I can't see him getting past the Jags or the Texans at one and three. And, and that's it. I mean, Charles Cross is a guy that's rising quite a bit from Mississippi State. He's going to be, it looks like now, a top 10 pick, whether it's, you know, the Panthers or the Giants at six or seven. Um, you know, Atlanta could take him at eight. Um, he's, he's really moved up. He shot up and, and actually could go ahead of uh, Iki Iquanu. Um, you know, so there's three linemen that are top 10 value, but the only one I would take at four is Evan Neal. And, and if I'm waiting at 10 and I'm getting a third guy, I, I wouldn't waste that 10th pick on an offensive lineman. I would start to target, obviously, the second round. Um, you know, that's where it becomes tricky because there's some projects there. You, you can hope, you know, guys like uh, Bernard Raymond at Central Michigan slide out of the first round. Zion Johnson will play center or guard from Boston College. Kenyon Green, some of those guys, you could hope they'll fall past the first round into your lap at 35 or 38. But after that, it's a little tricky. Um, you know, you've got Dan Lee, Daniel Falale, uh, the massive six foot nine, 380 pounder from Minnesota, who is a project. Tyler Smith from Tulsa, uh, to me, is a bit of a project. Darian Kennard, I like from Kentucky, but what's his upside? Like, you know, what's the ceiling? I think you might have reached that already. So, it's, it's going to be interesting for them because I don't think they're going to address the offensive line until like round three. I think these first four picks are going to be utilized unless, again, an Evan Neal falls to four, they might take him. I think these first four picks are going to be used to address uh, defensive needs and maybe a wide receiver. If I saw them going offense, uh, I, I, not, at not at four or ten, but, you know, in the second round, I could see them going to a wide receiver, but – I just don't think they're going to address the offensive line until the third round. And then, you know, you're talking about some names, you know, a lot of people don't know a lot about that I like. I mean, Jamari Sawyer uh, in, you know, the national championship run for Georgia did a tremendous job against Will Anderson from Alabama, who could be the number one pick overall in 2023. Um, Abraham Lucas at Washington State is a massive kid that a lot of people are sort of sleeping on. You got Dylan Parham at Memphis. Uh, Sean Ryan, I like a lot at UCLA. Again, I like them a lot at these spots, third round, if they're available. Uh, I think Sawyer would be an absolute great value pick at 69, but I wouldn't touch offensive line for those first four picks. At running back, this is not a position that many Jets fans have talked about a lot, but I think it's important because if you look at the San Francisco 49ers offense, which this Jets offense is modeled after, 
they are very much about making sure that the quarterback doesn't have to do too much. The running back position is going to be important. They've got Michael Carter, but they could absolutely use a big bruising back to wear down opposing defenses so that Zach Wilson doesn't have to play hero ball. Maybe he only has to throw the ball 22 times a game. And Michael Carter's a smaller guy, 5'8", about 190 pounds. You don't want to be giving him the ball 20 times a game or he's going to wear out very quickly. So they could certainly use a bigger back that can fit this zone running scheme to go along with Michael Carter and to make Zach Wilson's life easier, especially now that they've got the best offensive line on paper that they've had in quite a while. Talk to me about some of the running backs that you think the Jets could target here, because I think this is an underrated need for the team. And it's a, it's a bad group up top, right? I don't think there's a first rounder. You know, last year we talked about Najee Harris and and, and Travis Etienne slid into the first round. I don't think that should have happened, but Najee Harris to me was an absolute no brainer first rounder. Um, but after that here, I mean, you've got Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall and Isaiah Spiller. These are all top running backs, but none of them are around one value. Um, and I think you can get value late. Um, and if you're talking about big backs, strong physical backs, you've got Hassan Haskins at Michigan, you know, 228 pound kid benched 25 a billion times. You know, he let everybody in, in the bench reps at the, at the combine. Um, I think he's a guy that you could think about Brian Johnson from Alabama. You can't really go wrong with a Bama back, um, you know, and, and then you've got your Devonte price at FIU, uh, the kid I really like, and I'm not sure if they're going to you know, be able to wait for him is Damian Pierce, uh, from Florida. He's 5'10, 218. Uh, he's not tall, but he's big and he runs very, very physical. Um, now he could probably go, Second round if someone's smart. But if he's hanging out there at the fourth round, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see the Jets grab him. Let's talk pass catchers now, Mike, because this is the last group that we need to touch on, and it's the one that's gotten the most buzz among Jets fans. Tight end and wide receiver. Tight end seems to be much less of a need now because they went out in the offseason and got Tyler Conklin and C.J. Ozama. But they still very well could target a tight end. Very deep tight end class. I don't think there's anybody that's going to go in the first round. But after that, looks like third, fourth, fifth round, you could get some real value here. And then at wide receiver, everybody has been talking about what the Jets could do there because we know they made a play for Tyreek Hill. They tried to get Calvin Ridley. They were in on Amari Cooper. There's been all this talk about other superstar wide receivers, but in the end, they're probably going to have to draft one. Now, I don't know that it has to be in the first round. And if they do it in the first round, it also could be a situation where they trade up from 35 or 38. It doesn't have to be somebody at 4 or 10, but... They are going to have to invest in that spot at some point, and clearly the moves that Joe Douglas has tried to make this offseason indicate that he wants to do that at some point somewhere early in the draft. So talk to me about this receiver class, which I think has a lot of very good wide receivers, but I don't know that I see anybody that I would want to pick at number four or number 10. I don't know that there's a Jamar Chase, a Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, CD Lamb, Jerry Judy type of prospect, but there's a lot of really good ones. I'm not sure that there's a huge gap between the guy at number one and the guy at number eight, but as Daniel Jeremiah has said, it kind of depends on what flavor ice cream you like here because you've got a bunch of different types of receivers, so it's a matter of who you like best and who you'd want and who fits into your offense most ideally. So talk to me about this wide receiver class and the tight ends too. Yeah, I'll hit the tight ends first. Um, I I think it's 
uh, a tight end group where you wait till the mid rounds and you hope a guy like Isaiah likely from coastal Carolina falls down there who could be much better uh, than his, his draft status right now. Um, or, you know, two of the veterans like Jake Ferguson and Charlie Kolar who have been around, you know, college football forever and good blockers, um, you know, well-rounded guys. Uh, everybody thinks of tight ends stretch the field. Do they, there's not stretch the field tight ends in this draft. So if you're going to get somebody, I would wait until round five, six, seven, and try to get a well-rounded guy who would block, and then wait. You know, next year's tight end class and the year after that uh, look much, much better. This wide receiver group is deep, and and last year's was deep, and every year it seems to be deep. So you know, you see what Amon Ross St. Brown did with the Lions. You know, being I think the third round pick, um, you can take a wide receiver at one of those two second round picks and be happy. You know, you could get a Jahan Dotson, who's a speed guy, in, inside speed guy. You know, he's not big. He's 5'11", 178. Didn't run as fast as you would have hoped at the combine, but, you know, his his ability to adjust to the football and, and, and make difficult catches is just off the charts. Um, or a bigger wide receiver, you know, like George Pickens, uh, who's coming off an injury. The big tricky thing here is going to be you can't wait for a Christian Watson at North Dakota State because somebody's going to trade into the late first round to grab him. Let's say Traylon Burke slides because he didn't have a great combine and was a little stiff in his routes. If he slides, you're going to have to trade up into the late first round to get him as well. Um, and I think, you know, Drake London, Jamison Williams, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave might all be off the board by the time you reach that second round. So, there's value, though, in the second round, other than Dotson and Pickens. Sky Moore from Western Michigan, his kid has really raised his stock. A lot of people love him. Now, he's not overly big either. He's 5'10", 195. Um, you know, and then there's a guy like Alec Pierce, who's a great athlete, 6'3", 211 from Cincinnati. You might just hope he slides into the third round or maybe with that second pick in the second round and grab a, a, a tremendous athlete who's a little rough around the edges there. But wide receiver group gets real bad late, but it's really good up front. So I think if you're going to get one of those value guys, you'd have to trade up into the late first round. I wouldn't do that. I would wait until, you know, possibly my second or first second round pick, see who's there. If you get lucky and an Olave's there or a Watson's there, great. If you don't, then you can take a Dotson Pickens, Sky Moore uh, type of talent and, and, and Pierce – and I think you can get a lot of value there in the second round for those guys. Mike, after everything we've talked about, going position by position here, let's say you're Joe Douglas. You've got the fourth pick, the 10th pick, the 35th pick, the 38th pick, 69th pick, two picks in the fourth, two picks in the fifth. How are you looking to spend this draft capital? So if I'm the Jets, and again, nobody's paying me to do this. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not an expert at this and I'm not saying I'm better than any GM out there, but I, I'm four. I'm extremely intrigued with because it's a great place to be. If Evan Neal's fall, Evan Neal falls to four. I'm taking him. If he doesn't, I'm taking an edge because there's three edges that I believe are potential top three players in this draft. You know, I, if Thibodeau's the one that's left, I, I'm a little bit wary there, uh, but I think Trevon Walker and Aiden Hutchinson are no brainers. So that's what I would do with four. Um, you know, and, and obviously 
we're talking about these guys, one of those guys is going to be there at four. At 10, it's extremely interesting because I would wait on corner. Uh, it wouldn't take Sauce at four. He's going to go before 10. But if Stingley is there, I mean, Stingley's injuries the last couple of years, I think he mailed it in last year as a junior. You know, he just knew his draft stock was what it was. Uh, he was a first rounder no matter what. What you saw against Jamar Chase in practice, that video footage, and what you saw of him on that LSU 2019 team, he was the best defensive player on that team as a freshman. He's got skills off the charts, and he's reportedly recovered from his uh, his foot injury. So I would go Stingley at 10 if he's available there, and then try to address you know more defensive needs uh, in the second round. I mean – you can get a good wide receiver, I, I truly believe, in the third round, an Alec Pierce or somebody like that. Um, I don't think you can get a good safety there. Uh, you know, the good safeties that are second-tier guys behind Hamilton are going to be available at 35. Dax Hill might be available. Lewis Sign might be available. Petray from, uh, from Baylor might be available. I would go safety. Brisker from Penn State might be there. And then at 38, you take your best player. Whoever's tops on your board whether that's an edge guy, which it's very deep edge group, or if it's one of those defensive tackles we talked about that's there. Um, and I would address defense with all four first, uh, four, four of my first picks. And then, you know, then get a wide receiver in round three, then get a running back maybe in round, you know, six or seven. Um, but really, I think it, this is a defensive draft more than anything. Everybody knows it. Uh, and I think this is the year to load up on defensive players. Mike Farrell, the godfather of college football recruiting and now doing his own thing over at Mike Farrell Sports. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the 2022 draft prospects with me. As always, really appreciate it. Talk about your new venture and exactly how people can check out what you're doing. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at mfarrellsports. Uh, that's my new handle. Uh, the old one was verified, so I changed it to the new one. Lost the check mark got the check mark back within two days which i think is a twitter record so i'm pretty happy about that um m feral sports on instagram as well mikeferalsports.com is the website i've got a youtube channel under that name i got a facebook page under that name so what my focus is going to be on i'm going to be the only guy the only human being in the world who can talk in an educated manner about high school football recruiting from ninth graders to arch manning and talk about college football i've got a Transfer portal handle at uh, Feral Portal. I can talk to Transfer Portal, um, and I can also talk the NFL draft. You know, there's guys out there like Bucky Brooks and, and those who do NFL and try to do college uh, in, in high school. Can't be done. But I've been doing it long enough where I can. It's effective as sales pitches I've ever heard for checking out what Mike is doing. So make sure you visit his website and see what he's up to right now. Follow him on Twitter as well. Also, check out what we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, is breaking down the All-22 of a lot of the prospects that you heard Mike and I talk about during the show. So make sure that you check out everything that's on the channel and subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store at tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt. The Zach Says Go Long shirt. The Zach the Ripper shirt. The Play Like a Jet logo shirt. Caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. And... 
be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.